What's up, guys? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I'm here with a good buddy of mine, uh, Ryan. And you're going to get to know Ryan a little bit more. But uh, first, obviously, I'm terrified right now. I'm fucking up another podcast. So I got a whole system checked multiple different times. Um, let's hit these sponsors because I've screwed them over so much with these two <laughs> that I didn't record. But I want to give them a shout out. Uh, one, it's a special one. It's going to be Burkett Customs. Um, I, dude, I haven't showed you. This guy sent me a knife. Uh-huh. Burkett Customs does custom... Uh, handles for 1911s, um, grips. Okay. And custom. I mean, this dude goes out there and fucking looks for like these fucking crazy ass rocks, shaves them down, shapes them, and <laughs> dude, legit. Like, like uh, what kind of rocks? Dude, I, I, so I don't, I'm not in that business to understand, so but I'm going to show just, you. My, Look at this. Okay. Oh, yeah, totally what I was thinking. So my buddy just bought like a big rock. It's called Labradorite. Yeah. Yeah, look it up. And uh, it's really cool because in the light, it catches like some blue and purples. Yes, that's what you're seeing here. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, he does all kinds of custom handles for 1911s. Uh, I say grips for 1911s, but he also does knives. And he sent me one of these. He actually sent me one on the far right. Check that out. Oh, that's dope. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's cool. You guys, I'm going to be posting this on the Vinny Rock Podcast Instagram and uh, and Twitter. You check it out. Burke Customs, Burkett Customs, excuse me. Um, hit him up on BurkettCustoms.com. It's B-U-R-K-E-T-T, Customs.com. Hit him up for your custom 1911 uh, grips and as well as some custom knife handles. All right. Uh, jumping on to another, another sponsor. I feel bad, man, because like I fucked up those other podcasts and, you know. Got to get them in. The sponsors, yeah. Got to get them in. This is what it's about, right? They're, they're, they're paying the bills. They they're deserve keep, it. They're keeping the lights they're on. They're working hard. So one is... Um, Core Medical Group. Have I told you about that, that I'm doing the TRT? No. I'm on TRT right now. Okay. Yeah, I've lost. How is that? What I thought would have been, <laughs> right? Okay. What, what you, when you think TRT, I think TRT Vitor Belfort. <laughs> you yeah. know, remember how jacked he was and just a monster? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, like six months later, and then a year got, later, kind of you softens up soft. a little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not Vitor Belfort by any means. You sure. know what I mean? But I do feel a lot better. And when I say that, I think mentally, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. better. You know what I mean? Better yeah. mood. Um, I feel energized to actually try and go work out and go work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm nervous about pushing too hard because I feel like I, I, I have the energy to go harder. Yeah, totally. So One thing that's like, do you feel a difference in the morning at all? A little bit. Like let your me, energy in the yeah. morning? Oh, okay. Um, sorry. There we go. Um, yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's easy to wake up, but I also have, am healing a lot of that, like recovery. Oh, okay. Recovery's been huge, man, because I just started working out again. I'm doing all, all, everything. So I did jiu-jitsu for the first time in like years and mm-hmm. was going on for about a year, for about an hour and a half of jiu-jitsu, dude. Mm-hmm. I woke up and I was sore, yes, but not as bad as I thought I was going to be. Sure. And that's kind of, kind of my point is, is the reason I got into it is Core Medical Group did this veteran test and they tested, I think it was 40 veterans and 38 of them came out positive for low testosterone. Wow. Yeah. And it's something to do with all the combat stress you have overseas and, and traumatic brain injury. A lot of uh, ex- over overexposure of brain, um, of, of explosions, mm-hmm. causes some issues in your pituitary so you're not secreting the hormones you normally would. Same as fighters. A lot of fighters, because they're getting punched in the head a lot, mm-hmm. the head injuries cause them to have low testosterone. So when mm-hmm. they tested my testosterone, a normal level somewhere around, I believe it's three to freaking 700, somewhere around there. Yeah. I was in the twos. Wow. Yeah, that's how low I was. And so... You know, you start you start fighting, um, feeling bad about yourself. You know, my sure. body's just not recovering. My body's not also changing as as good as it used to be when yeah. I was younger. Can't take a hit as well. All kinds of things, dude. Yeah. But you know what? It was because my testosterone was so low. Mm-hmm. So now I'm running at in a mid range, five hundred or so, mm-hmm. feeling good. You know what I mean? Um, love life is always good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah. I feel better. You sure. know what I mean? So yeah. these things about it that, that I'm super excited about. That's why I jumped on with core medical group. We're going to be trying to do all kinds of stuff for veterans, not even veterans, anyone, any male that is in the age of, you know, shit, there just feels different. Honestly, they're kind of in a space that's going to become more and more needed because it's an issue nowadays. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you're young. How old are you? 26. You're 26. I wouldn't think you would need it, but you know what? I also wouldn't, yeah. I would also tell you Go get tested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My brother got tested when he was 
28. Yeah. Came back super low. Dude, and it's crazy. So there's clinics like this all over the place. In Salt Lake City, we know they have them here and there. Yeah. Core Medical Group will has some of the best prices because of how they buy and as mm-hmm. well as they ship it directly to your house. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the cool thing. They work with, they work with my insurance. They also work with me personally. Yeah. I went to get uh, a blood test over there in Draper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Send it to them within two weeks. They've told me my, my numbers, where everything's at my levels and they sent me everything I needed to supplement that. Yeah. And the cost is dude, fairly inexpensive. What you would normally pay for, it's like a 10 week cycle uh-huh. is somewhere in the three to $400. Yeah. Normally people are paying double that, triple that. So, which begs the question, like, quality, right? Right. So, like... Dude, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. And you should see some of the big yeah, names that he has worked in the pudding. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. I've lost... Because diet was a big thing for me, so I focused on my diet a lot as well. Sure. Which, it seems like, because of diet and hormones, everything right, it just started burning, dude. Burning. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, I'm super proud of it. I'm excited to hopefully show up in season two of The Mayans and look better on screen. Oh, yeah. And not hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's my oh, problem. I hate myself on there, dude. Goodness. But no, man. Check it out. If you have any questions, let me know. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you all the information. It's pretty cool. Uh, Willie Pete's chocolate. You guys know that's the, the chocolate that I push, I push and push. Uh, Willie Pete's is a veteran. He does all the chocolates out of his own house. Uh, he grows them. He went hundred percent on board, quit his job. He's a hundred percent chocolate man. Now Willie Pete's chocolate company. You guys hit them up. Willie Pete's chocolate co on Instagram. They have, have you heard of it? No, I, I got a sweet tooth, so I'm literally Dude, looking it up Dude, do you like right spicy now. food? Oh, yeah. Dude, of course I do. Go to the barbershop. Yeah. Go to the barbershop. I have some, I still have some, some, some chocolates there. Yeah, yeah. He has different Scoville units, dude. So there's one that's just regular, like my kids love it. It's a s'mores one. Okay. So it tastes like s'mores, right? Huh, it's yeah. freaking awesome. Interesting. Um, then he has one called the Moab that has a California, uh, uh, the Carolina Reaper pepper. Oh, yeah, what the f- yeah, bro, it'll jack you up. Me and Christy just put it on the tip of our tongues, and it blew us up, dude. Oh, no. It goes, but he has all kinds of different flavors, all kinds of different Scoville unit levels. Some that are super mild, and some that'll freaking kill you. Black you guys Hole get- Sun. Oh yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, there's one with coffee. It has Black Rifle coffee in it. I like the packaging. It. It Isn't reminds- it dope? It reminds me of the chocolates that I sold when I was a kid. In baseball, and remember these, those? Like dude, the jerky yes, and stuff. dude. Those are the those? best. <laughs> well, these are better. You guys go check them out. Willie Peach Chocolate, man. I love them. Uh, I'm sure you guys will love them as well. Check it out. Let's see. There's several others, man. I, I just signed with um, Beyond Clothing. Beyond Clothing is a company that does like outdoor clothing. Oh, a lot cool. of people here in Utah do use it. Yeah. It's also a lot of special operations people. Special operations units that want to look tactical, that want to... I guess have functional clothes in a tactical setting, but not look tactical. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's the look that you're, you want to be, yeah. I mean, you want to be ready and prepared, but you don't want to look like a, yeah. You don't want to look like fucking GI Joe walking down the street. Yeah. You got to be incognito sometime. It's like, dude, like there's Pinterest now. We, there's some accountability to our style. (laughs) Like we have no excuse now. Exactly. If you look like shit walking down the road, it's your fault. And you know what we say in the world of special operations world, but I think they say it in the military all around is, uh, 90% of his job is looking good. Yeah. 90%, 90% <laughs> is looking good. The rest of it is like, whatever, dude. 90% of his job is looking good. You want to look good what you do it? You guys want to look good? Go to Beyond Clothing. Check them out. Um, dude, let's, let's get on with this, dude. Here's the crazy thing. I have a couple of responses. I'll mention them in the next uh, podcast. But here's the crazy thing, dude. So I go to California to, to, to do some auditioning for some acting. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to really get into that space. Trying to fully commit, you know what I mean? And do it the right way. You sure. Know? Well, I'm down there. I'm like, let me just get a couple podcasts done because I haven't talked to my, my good buddy. He was available was um, Clayton Cardenas. He plays Angel on Minds MC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So we did a podcast with him before and people were like, dude, we want to hear the second one. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. So me and him did it. We did questions and answers. The guy is, is an incredible actor. Not even that, just an incredible human being, man. And, mm. he, and, and he's gone through some crazy life changes since the show. Really? And, and so those are some things I was highlighting, man. It was super awesome. And, and yeah. I, I'm not even going to expose it right now because sure. I'd rather go back to California and get that recorded again. But I was super pissed. I get, I get to my house and I'm like, okay, cool. I should upload this now. I'm like, no, you know what? Tomorrow I'll have another podcast with a guy named Eric Ade. And I'll tell you his story. Okay. I show up to go sit there with Eric Ade and I realize it didn't record his. It, it recorded Clay's, but I pushed record and it recorded right over the same file. Oh, shit. So I'm like... So it's like a jumbled mess. So I was like, holy fuck. Or did it over? No, it just started recording and it's done. That file's gone. Oh. I was like, holy shit. How do I save this? So mm. I tried to, I was like, okay, fuck that track. I'll try and save it later. Let me go back two tracks, record over something old and let's do it again. 
Yeah. Did it. And I came home and nothing. Yeah. Nothing. There's no fucking track. Completely fucked it up. That sucks. And Especially I, because it's not like you can just go over to his house like you're in Utah. He's dude, in LA. You know the Eric Audet story? You, you haven't probably heard of this, but his no. story was fucking awesome, dude. He spent three years in Pakistan prison. Oh. He was an actor. He was coming up in the acting world yeah. with guys like, uh, man, some of the, uh, you know who, who's a big name? Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. So he's going to auditions and competing with guys like Ashton Kutcher, freaking um, Steve Howey, all these guys now that we all know their names. And yeah. he's, he's going toe-to-toe with these dudes in, in all these auditions. Mm-hmm. And he's landing some gigs. He's doing this and that. He was on Dudes, Where's My Car? He was on that movie. Okay. Right? Who was his uh, name's Eric Audet. Okay, 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 okay. okay. And you, you probably don't know him off that because he wasn't one of the main guys, but he mm. is on that movie. Crazy part is, so so he's living in LA, living the Hollywood dream, getting into mm. stunts, getting into acting, doing mm. great, and he's young at this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, a good friend of his, he's been working out with for a while, mm-hmm. convinced him like, hey, if you ever need money, man, I do I do leather trading overseas, okay. selling goods goods and services for leather. Yeah. And uh, one of the days he says, you know what? Just broke up with his girl. He's like, I need Let's to get it. away. Let's do it. Boom. Yeah. He's been working out with this guy, mind you, at the gym for a year. You know, dude's hanging out at the gym. You know how close you guys get? Sure. Yeah, especially if you're there every day. Bro. And yeah. he became really close to this guy, so he trusted him. He goes down to Turkey, I believe it was. Freaking does a good leather trade. Makes 800 bucks. The trip was free. Boom. Comes home. He goes, man, that was cool. Made you're some like, money. Yeah. Got to travel for free. Fun. Easy. Do it again. Quick money. So he does it several other times, man. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after 9-11, the next trip is to Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And he's a little uncomfortable with it. Sure. His buddy's like, look, man, I've already, I've already arranged this. I'll lose a lot of money if you don't go. So he goes. Yeah. And when he goes, everything starts going fucked up already, right? The plan is changing. He landed in one city that he wasn't supposed to, mm-hmm. and things are already getting fishy. That's scary, man. Especially in a country you're not familiar Dude, with. Dude, you're an American citizen in fucking Afghanistan. Yeah. After, or, excuse me, in Pakistan. Yeah. After 9 11, get yeah. the fuck out the of here, dude. The image that, that has been painted for that part of the world was terrible. Terrible. And, you know? and we were not the most liked individuals at no. the time. Like we're like, we're public enemy number one. Yeah. So he goes there and finds out later he gets arrested because there was, the suitcase was lined with heroin. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh my God. Yes. So he gets stuck in prison. So did they ever find out? So yeah. So the story ends up, you know, I, I don't want to destroy the movie sure, for people yeah, cause no, you guys yeah. got to check it out. It's on, I believe it's on Amazon prime. I believe it's on iTunes. You guys can Google it. It's called the Eric Day story. Three years in Pakistan. That's Three insane. years in Pakistan. It is incredible. I'll tell you one line from that movie that killed me. He yeah. goes, I went in an innocent man and I left a murderer. Oh my. Bro. That's insane. <laughs> you do not want to watch that? Dude, it's incredible. It when did this happen? Dude, it, dude it, it's got to be about 10 years now. Cause he came Jeez. back, he came back and he's, he's now um, my stunt double. Oh wow. That's my okay, stunt double. That's crazy. And that's how we got, became friends. And that's how I started to find out his story and everything. Yeah. And, the, and the funny thing is people are like, Oh man, you don't do your own stunts. I'm like, no one no. does. Like there's some things, Why would you? there's some things I would, right? Sure. Like fight scenes. I don't mind. Sure. Whatever. But like if you're driving really fast and you're laying down the bike, no, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm good. And that's his job. And if I did my own stunts, Mm. And there's some things I'd probably say, you know what? I'd rather do this one, you sure. know, but if I did my own stunts, that guy doesn't have a job. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's just another, it's another piece to the industry. Well, why wouldn't you just take care of valuable. your body? Longevity is the key. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you got shooting for the next three months, right, you get injured month one, break your, you know, break Anything. your whatever. Yeah. Your tailbone, you're fucked. Yeah. Dude, I have a buddy, Not used, worth it. a buddy used to tell me you only got one back. He used to say, yeah. you only have one back. Seriously. Squat, Seriously. Yeah. Pick up things the right way. You only have one back. Yeah. Honestly, I stopped the chase of trying to squat, you know, 400 pounds. I, ne- I never broke. I never was a big guy. But I, I wanted to be one of those huge yeah. guys in the gym that could yeah. squat 400, 500 pounds. Yeah. And honestly, the pursuit of it just became trivial because it's like why am i doing this to for all this pain you know Dude. all this all this joint and back issue that's and the crazy thing with me like is ronnie the same. coleman have yeah. you seen him bro have it is so him? hard to watch that dude he's got he had the last time i saw him he had a neck brace on he was walking with um um the stilts pretty much helping himself and walk. obviously he's the he's the on the spectrum he's like the far right so Dude, like yeah. super intense 
obviously all in. He was he's all probably in for not so many the years. best example. But the point is, is that if you're putting four or five hundred pounds on your back on a regular basis, there's going to be repercussion. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. That, that's the thing with me is like at my age, I have a back issue. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't do the squats. I do yeah. the, the heaviest I go in squats is two twenty five. That's and, two plates. That's yeah. great. Yeah, two twenty five. And, a I, good and I go as many reps as I can. Yeah. And I try and just do that. And people are always like, Man, do you work out legs? I do, but not like I used to, man, because yeah. my back, if I go too far down, it goes mm. it's out for a week, but then I can't even fucking do anything. I can't even do it's not freaking biceps because my back is so jacked. Yeah. That's why I'm getting stem cell treatment actually, because of my back. I'm yeah, try, I'm trying to get that fixed that's, because that's got to be super exciting. It's and terrifying. Yeah, you ever hear about the stories of people going overseas and and, <laughs> and, uh, and like never coming back? <laughs> you know, Literally, I was reading a book this morning called "Made to Stick," and they talk about the like myth of someone taking your kidneys. You know, like uh, dude, it's not something a myth. In your drink, it, it's they, not a myth. They say it's a myth in the book, but I don't know if it is or dude, not. You know. I, I've seen stories in Mexico. Really? The black market I'm, I'm sure. Why not? People like, wake up in fucking bathtubs full of ice and they fucking are missing a kidney. Oh, the fuck out of here, God. dude. Oh, oh no. Yeah. That, that's why I'm like, Christy, you got to go with me. <laughs> so when I'm asleep, no <laughs> gotta one's trying Got to make sure that no one's... Because I'm going to be incapacitated. I can't help myself. I'm going to be asleep. They might, put, they, might, they might take out my penis and put a vagina. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what country is this in? We're going to Bahamas. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Should be all right. It'll be fine. <laughs> There's been a handful of special operations guys that have done it before me. When are you going? Tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, tomorrow when morning. When do you get back? Um, and right before the first. So the th- what is it, thirtieth, thirty first, something like that? Okay, I'll call you on the on, sure, on yeah. the second. <laughs> make hey, sure, Vince. make sure I'm still around. You still? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I screwed up those podcasts, but dude, I'm hoping to go record those because they're pretty cool stories. But I'm glad to have you on here. Hey man. Yeah, this is my boy Ryan. You guys that are listening right now. Um, Ryan is a native to Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah. born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. Born and, and raised. You 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 uh you currently are a musician. Yeah. You are the yeah. lead singer for a band called Paper Elephants. Yeah. Yeah. Who which I have had you play at the barbershop a few times. Yeah. One time. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. And you come to opening, my house quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I go watch you, you play are... some of the venues out here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we uh, usually will get together when there's like a good UFC fight. A good UFC fight. Speaking of Cejudo, what what did you put what, him down, dude? Bro, here's the thing. I called it. You you did I say Cejudo was gonna win. I think I think that Cejudo would have finished it. Yeah. If it had gone five seconds longer, please let it go five seconds longer. It's a tough man. I know because you saw him. I, he was I, taking TJ a lot of shots. He was shook. He was though, dude, bro. He was. Cejudo's hands were so on point that every strike he threw was catching him. Yeah, like, as he's dazed and wobbling, he's, he's like, still catching him. I love the commentary. Yes. Uh, I think it was was it DC that was commentating. I don't know what he said, but he was he he said, "Look at Cejudo. He's like biting his lip. You know, he's like you know really wants to." Yeah, I think he I think he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because well, TJ kind of played it off like Cejudo called me out. That was dumb. I didn't like that. That's the, that's the thing about uh, dude. I think um, Dylan Charles is a great fighter. You never you can't take away from how amazing yeah. he is a fighter. I think he his is. attitude sucked after the end of that fight, and I would yeah. understand where that comes from. The anger of he felt he was still good to fight. Yeah, but um, and he probably was. Yeah. But here's the thing: when you go and look back at it, he there's two times where it's like, oh, he's he's kind of in trouble. So the first one is he gets. He gets close quarters with Cejudo, almost yeah. like dirty boxing. Cejudo literally just shoves him off of Dude, him, right? Crazy. And I was like, "Oh shit!" When yep. that happened, I was like, "What the? F-? Dude, so I could not yeah. believe yeah. how that, how easy the that power was. that was. Yeah, Dude, he's explosive. The kid is explosive. That's yeah. a, that's a that's an Olympic wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a high level of wrestling. And maybe TJ had crabby footing, but nonetheless, yeah. it's a fight. And he pushed, he pushed it. Okay. So there's that. And then he clips his ear and then, and then TJ kind of like, you know, starts bobbing and weaving and then he clips him again and really kind yes. of does the, the leg, you know, his yeah, legs go out from underneath floppy, him. Right. And I really wish that the ref would have just let it go for like five, seven more seconds yeah. because if Suhudo would have finished it. He would have finished it. He right? would have knocked him. He would have. Yeah. It would have. It would have been. It would have been. Just, it would have been it, a knockout. Yes, and and it would. There was no. There was no questioning at that yeah. point. Like no, that's a loss. Yeah, but I also think that TJ is notorious for having what is considered maybe not like he definitely has worked to develop a good chin from what yes. he's talked about. Yeah. Um, but he knows that in the past that was an issue. So I think that he is trained to 
really work in that moment yeah. when he's rocked. And and you got to let a guy he, he survive. He's got that extra fight in him. Even when hurt, he still comes. Yeah. I mean, dude, he when he fought against No Love, uh, Cody... Cody he hurt rocked him. him dude. Hurt him. Yeah. Came out the next round Square. one. Square. It was like Cody, it was a hook, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Caught and, I mean, him. Cody Bing. was lined up perfect. Yeah. And he was shook bad and comes out the next round and wins. Like yeah. that's he's got good recovery, man. Did yeah. you see last night? No. Fedor? Fedor? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I Fedor's I love Fedor, but yeah. I, I didn't no, I didn't. Ryan Bader, he just did like this kind of a a loose jab with, with some power on it. Mm-hmm. Caught him. Took him just, down. Next shot, boom, gun. It was just, it was an interesting fight. Mm. My boy was a ref on that one. Yeah. Um, and and did it look like an early stoppage when you when you just see it because there's like too much shit going on. Yeah. And then you see it and you're like, oh my god. On the way down, he gives him this hell of a punch Oof. and just rocks him. And, and so Bader's it was a, a good stop, man. He's and, a monster, man. Dude, he's it's cool Anytime to see I him see coming back. Guy. It's cool to see him doing his thing. Like yeah. he went from he was he was a great. Great fighter in the UFC, then gets released from the UFC and goes into Bellator and just just continues to make a name for himself. Like yeah. it'd be nice to see him back in the UFC, see, see him knocking out some other dudes over there. Yeah, because he's in the heavyweights. He, he he went up and yeah. he'd, he'd be whatever, fun to watch. Whatever he's whatever his uh, um, Instagram guys are doing, they're doing it right. He keeps showing up on my search. Does page. he? Yeah, <laughs> I, that's funny that you bring him up. Maybe just because of that recent fight. Yeah, it was just a fight yesterday. Makes sense. But dude, tell me this, man. So so you were my. You were one of my close friends when we first got here. You were one of the first people that we met, and we went yeah. out. We went out drinking. Let me tell you this, man. We used to go out drinking. We used to go out not drinking, like like we used to go do karaoke on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah. me, and, me and Christy, and uh, we invited Ryan. Me not knowing that he's a lead singer for a band, he goes and sings, and the whole crowd freaking going nuts. People coming up and shaking his hand and patting his back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's stretching. It. No, I don't he's know, man. It. It like, I don't <laughs> I was like, holy shit. That, I think that's the song you're saying, yeah, right? I like I like Gavin DeGraw. He's got he's he's like uh I feel like he's kind of an underdog yeah. in the music industry. He he always has those one songs that come out um you know every couple of years and it's a hit. And yeah. it's like, man, he's got I like he's his good. Mel- I like his melodies. He's good. He's, who's your, one of so your favorite cool. other favorite artists? Oh probably John Mayer. John Mayer's a big <laughs> one. Yeah, I knew it. John Mayer's a huge one. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, his he's just I think if you really know and have looked at his concerts and and watched him, you you really respect him as a guitar player. Yeah. Um and so it's funny that it's funny the divide in the opinion of him. Right? Yeah. Because there are the people that only know him for like your body is a wonderland. Yeah. And then there are people that actually know him as like a guitarist, yeah, and a musician, and yeah. and a really damn good one, yeah. like a really good one, like very right? knowledgeable about music. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he went to Berkeley. Yeah. He didn't graduate, but nonetheless, <laughs> who cares? Like he he saw an opportunity, took it, and obviously it's paid off. He he's got a lot of um, criticism about all the women he's dated. Oh man, yeah. He's got he's, he's got like he's a top ten hit blast. list. Yeah, yeah. He said some. He said a few things that have really not helped him, though. I mean, like, you know, and, and just there's not a lot you can do. When you say something dumb in this day and age, even if it's even if it's in passing, yeah. you know, especially if it's kind of crass about one of your ex right. lovers, you know. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're only hurting yourself. Yeah, I really like Gary Clark Jr. Have you heard his new song, This Land? No. Have you heard of Gary, Gary no. Clark Jr.? Oh, Okay, so I just started listening to him, and he he plays a Gibson SG, and he's it's like a bluesy rock, but he also has some synth work. Like it's more of a modern play on yeah. on blues, but he's he has this new song called This Land. It's pretty. It could be controversial. It's pretty explicit. Got some pretty explicit language. So just uh, be aware out yeah. there. It's, it's, it's an intense song, but the, the <laughs> mel- no, seriously, I'm going to check it out. No, really do. Um, yeah, it's, I could see some people getting upset about really the presentation. So yeah. let me ask you this. You, when you listen to music, cause you're, you're fully musically inclined. I, you know, one of my good buddies, Jared Taylor, um, that I used to do the videos with and drink a bros podcast with. Sure. He's one of those musically inclined dudes that are just like, 
wild dude he hears yeah, music he makes can, sense he, he can pick up any instrument and play it you know yeah. what i mean even matt best my other brother matt matt, matt mm-hmm. he can play his guitar people don't realize how good he is at guitar yeah it's fucking incredible but it's something yeah. about i'm the guy that couldn't like they were always trying to keep me on beat like dude uh, you're off i'm like fuck <laughs> I don't hear shit in music, just, right? I'm just, I'm feeling it. Look, I, feeling I, just, it. I just like to, me, you know, I just like to try and sing it, bro. But the yeah. thing is like, I can't stay on pitch or I don't even know what it's called. So yeah. when I say pitch, I don't know what that even means. Sure. Those guys are so many, but you are too, man. Like, I think, I think it's, you know, I don't know if it's nature or nurture, right? There's always that argument. Yeah. You are who you are because of your genetics or yeah. because of the culture around you. Right. And I think it's a little bit of both. Like my dad, um, he played piano when he was younger and was always the kid that um, played by ear. His piano teacher would get pissed at him because really? he would he would memor- he would hear her play it yeah. and he would hear someone else play it and he could play it yeah. back. See, and he just put the music in front of him. That's gotta be genetics, dude. And then and then but he doesn't play very much at all. But every once in a while he'll jump and play that uh like peanut song from yeah. Charlie Brown. Yeah. You know, on the piano. And then my mom, she's definitely I mean she's a singer. She plays the piano. So like there's that. There's but definitely then there's so also, you've definitely grown up in it. Like my dad is the type of singer who just, you know, sang Motown in the mornings just to wake us up. But sure. it wasn't really a singer. <laughs> yeah, but on the other hand, I've three brothers i'm the third of four four boys in right. in my family and none of them well my younger brother has a little bit of interest in music yeah but none of them are anywhere near my interest so in somehow it. you just kind of picked up the bug yeah i don't know what it was did, so did you guys so i don't know you 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 were raised mormon yeah is there music in a Mormon church? Is because a lot yeah. of Baptists learn to sing in a more in a, in, a, in a Baptist church. Sure, There's a lot yeah. of people that come from the the gospel background and singing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's just something they grew up in and seeing and hearing. Um, me growing up in a Catholic church, there's just the hallelujah <laughs> and, the, and the smoke ball and like <laughs> yeah, you that know what I mean. Stuff. And then now that I'm Christian, not Greek Orthodox, not Catholic, huh? No, Catholics do. do. Yeah, yeah, oh, we okay. have we have um. The incense, they I burn know. it. And they, isn't they, they isn't shake that it. kind of the argument? It's like who's who was first? Dude, Greek I have no idea. I'm I just pretty sure like, that's like a debate. I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm, the, I'm like the Mexican Catholic side of my mom, right? She's pushing yeah. Catholic. As like we got older, we all kind of converted to the Christianity. Sure. And so like the Christian non it's becoming non, more and more common. Just right. Non denomination. Christian non denomination, just you know, mm-hmm. trying to hear the word of God and just walk out. You know what I mean? Show up in chunkles and a hat and be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so like. There wasn't very big music thing in my life besides what my mom would play, like Gloria Estefan, all these different things. My dad would play oldies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And for some reason, I never picked up music, but my brother yeah. was a well-known... Well, he rapped, he was right? a, Yep, he was... A, but here's the thing. People know, he used to sell a lot of beats. He used to, be a, he used to make beats and sell them. Oh, really? Kind of like oh, a like producer, marketing. right? Beats or no, like to other to rappers. rappers. Oh, okay. he, sold, yeah, yeah. he sold some to the People alcoholics. Do that still, right? Do you remember the alcoholics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sold some to uh-huh. them. Yeah. Uh, Fred Durst had one of his, one of his. So you see what I'm saying? Like he's, yeah. he sold them to guys because he sat there and creating them. You know what I mean? He used to mix them and everything. And that's huh. kind of what producers, if he did that now, he'd be a producer now for yeah. some big rappers suppose, or, or who knows, pop yeah. artists. I mean, the music industry is, uh, it's, it's interesting the different. The avenues you can take with yeah. it now, especially with technology. I mean, you could be, there's just, I, I could go on for a long time, so I'm not even going to dive into it, but there's a lot, <laughs> yeah. there's so much. And yeah. if, and if, uh, I think that's what the switch was for me, I was doing, um, sales and, and I real estate and I still do real estate yeah. to help like supplement. Which is super dope, dude. You're yeah. like, you're a young, young hustler, dude, that, that real estate license doing <laughs> that, doing that when you can, when you want to. Yeah. And then on the other side, you're like living that dream of a rock star doing, you know, yeah. doing playing, playing, playing in venues and, and growing your brand and, yeah. and doing your best to be exposed. You're, you're ready to ready, you know, for the world to see your music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a shift in my life where, um, I always knew that music was important, but for a long time it wasn't important enough. Yeah. Right. And, and there's always, there's people, there's always something you know, that we know that we want to do that we're not doing. And yeah. maybe we're a little afraid of, and we're afraid of the failure. Or we're afraid of what people are thinking. But at the end of the day, you go home with you, right? You live with you. And, and, and if you're not living your life in a way that's fulfilling to you, right? Then you really got to, you got to do you, a are check. Are you even living? 
Yeah. Are you even living? What are you doing? Yeah. Like you're on a treadmill. And that's, and that's what I want to tell people. I just want to say like, if you're, if you're working a job that you cannot stand and you're going nine to five and you just like, so Gary V, right? right. So I'm going to kind of yeah. take what he always says. If you're living for the weekend, you are dead. You're dead already, man. Yeah. You're dead because the weekend is your life, which equates to less than 40% of your whole life. Right. Yep. So life equates to days, which equates to weeks, which equates to months. And if you're living your life three days out of a seven day week, yep. you've given up yep. 60% of the time. Dude, that's huge. When I heard him say that, I thought it was so fucking awesome because I was never the guy like in college. I was like, Friday's here, baby. Yeah, you know what I mean? But as I, as I became an adult, I was like, doesn't like, work. Dude, it's not today, today's Sunday, dog. I was working all morning. Yeah. Ch- kids at church, came back home, still mm. working after that. You yeah. Know? And I told Chrissy, I was like, listen, I'm working all day. Why and is you that? You know what it's called? Life. It's not called work. It's called life. That's it, dude. And when you figure out what it is that you want to do. Yeah. And what it is that, that you offer to the world. That's the question that you need to ask yourself. Not like, what does, what can the world give me? Yeah. It's what do you have to offer the world that can be financially sustainable, you right. know, like if I produce a product or if I offer a service and if I'm the best at it, right, I can yeah. create a system that allows me to be the best at it and maybe take more time off because I maybe hire some people to, yeah. and that, and that's just, you know, a lot of people I think want to hit home runs. They mm. think of, the big businesses and the big names and household names of yeah. success when the reality is, is that if you would just stop being a little bitch, like, <laughs> like that's it. chapter seven, Grant Cardone, yeah. like 10 X good book. Um, I don't love everything he says, but it's, that's a good chapter. It's don't yeah. be a little bitch. Just stop questioning and stop asking so many questions of how you're going to do it yeah. and start doing something because until you start doing something, you can't answer the next question because well, it's just ambiguous. It's up right. in the air. It's crazy to me is I, I love the I love the quote that says overnight success that took ten years. Yeah. Right? Because that's the truth. It doesn't happen overnight. It's years and years of putting the work to it, putting the work to it, and people find success. But like success is not the procrastination of success. It's mm-hmm. you've started it and it you eventually get to where you hopefully you're going. Sure. You know what I mean? And when you the procrastinators out there will never get to where they're going. They make the because, excuses. You know they, why? Because it's always tomorrow. Right. It's always someday. Drives me nuts. I can't wait until I can't. So your, your life is always in the future. And so you're, you're now. Right. It, it's, does that make sense? Yeah. You're, you're on standstill. Yeah. You can't, if, if it's always tomorrow, if it's always someday, well, when you wake up tomorrow, it's all, it's going to be tomorrow, tomorrow. That's like fitness. Like, you know what? I'll start eating healthy Monday. <laughs> uh, I, I hate the beginning of the week thing. People do it so bad. They're like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to start my workout routine on Monday. I'm going to start eating well. And it's like, okay, well it's Tuesday and you know what you should be doing. Yeah. So I don't know what weird OCD thing is going on in your head, but start right now because it's one o'clock on Tuesday and you still have how many choices until Monday. Let me ask you something, man, because I know you pretty well. I mean, you're, you're one of the closest people I have here, right? Like we're good friends. Yeah. We're, we're we're family. We call each other. Yeah. You, you've decided to step out the bubble of, of the procrastinating of your, your music career and decide to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and is, is there a reason and I'm just going to say, and, and I'm going to open up this door. Sure. Did it take that long because you were kind of holding back because of your faith? While you were, is, is the, does faith slow down because the creation side mm-hmm. has to be censored? Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. censorship, and, and not in the meaning of, of being vulgar, but no, in being yeah. honest and, sure. and, and opinionated and yeah. questioning. All these things that faith can sometimes make people feel uncomfortable and also say, you know what? I can't do that because it probably look bad about people look bad at me, all that. Yeah. And I know when we met, it was kind of, you, you were on this bridge. Yeah. It, well, I think people just, <laughs> I think that they're living for other people and they don't even know it. Right. And a lot 
of people are. And in some ways that's noble, right? right? If you're a parent. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. living for another. Sacrifice your kids. Awesome. Right. Yeah. But if you're in your 20s and the, the life that you're living is a result of the culture that you were brought up in. And if, if you're constantly feeling like torn right. in the middle between this, this belief system, which was my faith at the right. time and my real thoughts. Right. And by real thoughts, I mean the things that resonated Right. When, yeah. when there was a, when there was a belief system that contradicted, um, an experience that I had, I had cognitive dissonance, right? Right. Like I go up my whole, I told, I was told my whole life that certain things were bad, certain things were wrong. Right. Um, and while some of those things remain that way, that yeah. there is black and white in this life, but there's a lot of gray and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, times where as a create a creator, yeah. like as a musician, as an artist, um, part of being an artist is challenging the norm and yeah. challenging, uh, what is considered the status quo. Right. Um, because that, that's really, in my opinion, how artists serve the world. Right. Because, and, and comedians are great in this way. I'm in no way a comic, yeah. but I love comedians. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that they serve a special part in the world because they, they're pointing out the ridiculousness of, of some of our life, everyday life, you know, that's the funny thing. So one of the conversations we have with, uh, Clayton is Clayton's an artist, you know, yeah. um, angel from Mayans MC. Yeah. And he's a painter. You walk into his house. I mean, this looks like a struggling painter's house. Like you yeah. wouldn't even assume he's an actor. Yeah. There's paint all over the place. There's, there's <laughs> half, mess. half done, you know, art, there's uh-huh. stuff everywhere. It's beautiful though. Sure, it's like yeah. this. You're like I, I, amazed, but also like, dude, come on. Yeah. You're, 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 let's start selling these or something or finish that one because it sure. looks good. You know, like, yeah. But this is his life and it's fucking awesome to me, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm in my space where I, where I create is writing. That's just my create, like, like I guess my vice and my creation to the world. What I like to give back to the world is trying to find life and spit it out in my own vision. Yeah. And that's kind of what an artist was. He says, this, this painting is love. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And you as a writer of, of music and uh-huh. a musician, yeah. very same. Like, I'm going to express yeah. to you what it's like to have your heart broken or sure. to feel conflicted with life. In words that In you wo- feel but can't think of. Right. And yeah. you're going to hear the tones of the music and it's all going to come together for you. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, it's fine, but it comes sure. together for you. Yeah. And you know that that if it comes together for you and it feels good for you, yeah. it's going to feel good for someone else too. Yeah. Because we're all relatable, right? Like we all live yeah. the same fucking lives trying to all be happy. Same shit, right? Yeah. But that's what I love about music. That's what I love about like when I, when there's a song, Post Malone, you know, I, I listen to him all the time, but there's one mm-hmm. of his songs. Gotta um, love Posty. Oh, gotta love Posty. He's crazy, right? Like, but, but yeah. the music, it's like when you hear something and it feels like it's written for you. Sure. Or they're saying your life, right? Yeah. With that song back in the days of strumming my pain with his finger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, dude. That Remember one. that girl that sang that at the. Oh, at, uh, oh that's the right. Nurse. Yeah, that she nurse. Wrote scrubs. Singing. Killed it. Killed it. I was like, wow. Killing me. Dude, I'm like, yeah. that song, I'm like, that's exactly what it feels like when I read something and someone fucking pretty much told my life story in their little fucking blog, and I'm like, oh. You dick. You stole my <laughs> you stole my life. But yeah. it's beautiful to know that someone else has experienced the exact same shit and put into words what I couldn't. Sure. I get mad because yeah. I'm mad at myself because I'm a I'm a creative myself. And I'm like, mm. fuck, why didn't I think of that first? Yeah. For I read a dope poem, I'm like, fuck, why didn't I think of that first? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. And it's the same it's with funny music. anytime um like anytime I have any good idea. Yeah. Like whether it's uh like uh a product idea or right. like a, a business venture idea because it's always going off in my yeah. brain. It's like a disease almost, <laughs> but um, my, I'm the same. We're the same. That, that's why we, we got along. It's like, it's, it's this thing that's I'm grateful for, but also I don't know if you felt like this, but I had this epiphany one day working a corporate job. Like I were, I was working at a, a tech company in Lehigh. Yeah. And it was just a sales job and, but it was like a foot in the door to get 
really to yeah. get a position that would be very, very good for me and a family, you know, yeah, right? uh, have fucking, you know, insurance plans and 401ks. Yeah, and, and shit. I had my foot in the door and I had this tools and the skill set and yeah. and the personality and really everything I needed to yeah. succeed. And I remember looking around and realizing that, like, in five years, I could be where that guy's sitting. I don't want to be where that guy's sitting. Dude, I've done and this. I remember, and I remember thinking, crap, like, the the normal mold, the normal, like, corporate yep. mold, I it, like, I can't do it. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. Oh, yeah. And And while I understand it, and I understand like the security of it and I understand the consistency of things. Yeah. Um, for me, um, it's almost more stressful to think of the idea of me having to live this like treadmill life for nine to five. It, yes. That's more stressful and more scary to me than the idea of going a month where I make less money. And let me tell you, I I have never made like a ton of money in my life. Right. I've made enough to, to provide for, for me and, and my wife. And, yeah. uh, we live in a nice place and, uh, we have, you know, we have everything that we could possibly need. Right. Um, I'm not a minimalist by any case, you know, yeah. but, um, I'm not the type of person that thinks that my happiness is going to be found under the under everything that the world is saying that it's under, yeah. you know, that's like, Oh, there's some weird stigma about making like a hundred and a hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. over. And it's so funny because there are people that are not making $40,000 a right. year that and, are comfortable and Oh, well, yeah. Are they making 40 and they're living very modestly. Yeah. Right. And they're just, and I understand if you don't want to live that modestly, I get that. Yeah. But let me tell you, um, if you're smart with your money and if you don't dive into consumer debt and if yeah. you don't do dumb business ventures, yeah. you don't have to make a ton of money to be afloat in this country. No, Unless you're dude. living maybe in like San like, Francisco, yeah, San Francisco or LA, like New, York. New York. Yeah, those are tough but, ones. And if you are there and you're listening to this and you're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Come to Utah. Utah is a great place. <laughs> Don't and come I'm, to Utah. It's a great place. <laughs> Vince, Vince is like, Utah is my best kept secret. Yeah, best kept secret, here. bro. You're killing it. Nobody Don't tell, tell people. I need people to come here. This I'm in real estate, bro. This place is blowing up, though, dude. It is. Let me ask you this, man. On the same lines of, you know, the music thing. Yeah. Out of all the songs you've written, which one do you is probably the most emotional one to write? And what does it represent? Oh, man. That's a good question. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, that's a hard question. I mean, so this, this, these last songs, this like last album, um, we, we wrote, we started in May. So yeah. I called my buddy up. His name's Ryan Olch. I knew him in high school. He's an incredible bass player. Just the funkiest white kid you'll ever meet in your life. Really, <laughs> though, cool. like play that funky music, white boy is yeah. probably some kind of eulogy to his reincarnated <laughs> old person. I don't yeah. know. He is a he's a funky, funky bass player. But and then I called him and said, "Hey, man, I'm doing. Uh, I just can't do this business thing anymore. Yeah. I want to do real estate still. I like real estate, but um, the normal like." path that I thought I was going to be taking. Yeah. I don't think I want to do that. So I want to do, I want to get into music and I basically called him on a whim. I haven't, I hadn't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Right. And, and he was like, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot too lately. Anyway, long story short, in the past seven months, we've written like 14 or 15 full songs. Nice. And out of those, honestly, we have a great set. Like, Every time we play it, I'm thinking, man, I just want to play this for so many people because yeah. it it's hard to it's hard to explain and express how fulfilling it is to be in the thick of something that you really want to be doing because whatever the byproduct of what you're doing, whether that's um, you know personal satisfaction, better relationships, or more money, whatever it is for you. Um, do it because 
out of those three things, they're all good things. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's a little bit of all, you know, yeah. like, um, I want to make a career out of being a musician. Yeah. And that's really hard to do in today's world because there's so much content, so many things out there, but to get yeah, to your dude. question, um, so Adam, I'm trying to 14, 14, 15 songs. I'm trying to like think of the one that was probably the most, um, like I had the most of my heart in yeah. it. Um, probably this new single, yeah. honestly though. Um, so I had, we put out an EP a couple months ago in yep. November, uh, three songs were on Apple music, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, really loved how they turned out. Yeah. Uh, Full Fidelity music was the, uh, production company. Steve Phillips over there was our producer. Producer. Um, did a really good job. Really liked how they, they turned out. Um, we went back to him a couple months after the EP said we want to do a new single and I'd wrote, I'd written this song called, um, here to run. Yeah. And it was about the songs basically for me personally is about, um, kind of a new life Yeah. for me. Uh, when I left Mormonism, in a weird way, uh, and I, I don't want to be dramatic, yeah. but in a weird way, um, part of my identity kind of died. Dude, that's because it's not dramatic at all. You know, because I, I attached so much of who I was to Mormonism. Would you, you're saying right now the same thing what veterans do, right? With college athletes do, professional athletes do. Yeah. You're, you're tied into something for so long. That is your identity. And I actually felt that a little bit when I came off my mission. Because they take your badge. Yeah. They, like, release you. And I remember the moment where I was like, oh, I'm not a missionary anymore. And I remember um, I worked pretty – I worked hard on yeah. my mission. I tried, I tried to be a good missionary. Yeah. And I did my best. wasn't perfect, right? right? But I did my best. And I remember that, like, kind of – feeling of identity loss when they took that away. And, and it was, it was very like short lived, right? Yeah. It was like a day. And I was like, Oh, finally I can listen to normal music and, yeah. you know, <laughs> kiss girls and stuff, yeah. you know, loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Loosen up. Holy crap, man. Oh yeah. It was bad. Yeah. I was super uptight, but yeah, I, um, um, I lost, lost my train. So that the song, oh yeah. So here to run. So yeah, it's, it's kind of about, for me personally, I wrote it about getting away from the feelings and the emotions and just everything that's associated with what I consider an old life Yeah. and understanding that while I want to get away from that, um, part of that I will never be able to get away from right. because it's who I am. Yeah. And, and so I, I, oh man, I really love this song. I, I really haven't heard do. It. I haven't heard it. Is, is so, it on iTunes already? No, we just got it mixed. Um, if we're done mixing it, we're, we're about to send it to, we're deciding who we want to get it to master, yeah. to master it. Um, basically mixing is like that, just a recording kind of like what yeah. we're doing. Mastering yeah. is where they like go through it with I have a, a buddy that masters. Tone. I can, I can, I can actually send you to him if you want to yeah. check it out. Yeah. Yeah, he I'd does. love to. Love he's, to he did all our songs with with Matt Best and and all those, and he he's awesome at it. Yeah, and then we're we're probably gonna do a music video. Good. So we're looking we're looking at doing a music video. I know that Jake is that his name? Yep, Jake McLeod. Yeah, I'd love to talk with him more. Get some get some videos and, content. And yeah, I'm gonna make sure that I'm I'm gonna link your at least one song onto this on iTunes. Dude, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one. If if honestly though. If, if there's one song that anybody ever listens to from this band, this is a song. Yeah. So tell me, the people that are listening right now are curious of what your band sounds like. If yeah. You, if you can kind of, I don't know, give me a couple of bands that would, you would say. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say that I can tell you who has influenced each yeah. member, and that might give you a taste of like how each member plays. So Henley Higgins is the drummer, and man, he's like a prodigy. He's He's he, great. Yeah, so he's he's got chops for yeah. sure. He's a great drummer. He's he uh, is really influenced by 
um, just classic rock, honestly. Yeah. Um, but and on that same token, he is a very he's a technician. Like he he's like Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Or John Stockton, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that's the Utah on me. The Utah. <laughs> bringing out John Stockton. John Stockton used to stay after practice and ask people where they wanted to pass to. Yeah. At least that's a urban legend among Utahns. That's great. I, I would, I'd believe it. That you guy know? was awesome. He has the most assists. He yeah. has the assist record. So he was, yeah, he was awesome. But anyway, Henley's the type of drummer where he's the type of kid where he's doing rudiments in his room when he doesn't have to. That's just, that's the difference between someone who's a hobbyist and a musician. Yeah. Really like when, when I figured out that I was more than a hobbyist was when I realized that I could play my guitar, write music, sing, um, do something productive and efficient yeah. for a whole day and, and feel invigorated, not tired. Nice. So I think that's a, that's a good turning point mm-hmm. for, for a lot of people when they're discovering themselves, trying to figure out what they like. Yeah. If you can work and I'm not talking about, you know, just you can do anything for 10 hours that you enjoy. Um, but not get anything out of it. I'm talking about work that actually produces something, Yeah, you know, Yeah. Um, that has something that you can put out and maybe offer to people and say, right. Hey, look at what I did. What do you think? And that's, that's, that's what's so great about social media right now Yeah. is, um, it's easier than ever to just kind of put things out there and say, Hey, what do you think? Yep. And while, you know, um, who knows? Who knows what will happen with us? Yeah. I hope uh, I hope big things for us. No, me too. I'm going to yeah. make sure I put it on there. All you guys that are listening, it's called Paper Elephant. you want to go ahead and plug your Instagram? And oh, yeah. So it. it's uh, it's paperelephant.band. Um, that's our Instagram. Follow us. It's two crazy uh, redheaded kids. And, <laughs> and a drummer. And a drummer. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we try, we try and post funny stuff and... Um, would you, music every once in a while. I know you while. normally warm up and sing. Is there anything you can sing right now to give them a taste? Would you want to? Um, I don't know that it's going to come through very good. Yeah. I mean, I can try. Why not? Um, well, the, the acoustics in here are terrible, too. Yeah, mostly because it, when you're mixing, I mean, I'll sing like uh, like some, like some an old-timey kind yeah, of Yeah, let's hear it. You want like, it? Uh, hold on. Let me pull away from the mic. and. <laughs> he's going to do his little He's going to do his little warm-ups. <laughs> There it is. Hey. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Boom, boom, boom. It's only sadness when she's away. I love the bass. Boom, boom, boom. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. You finished it off, Vince? <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. You know, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't can't know. think of the words, man. Don't to cut that out. Yeah, who yeah. cares? You're good. I heard, uh, I heard someone singing it uh, on Instagram, and I was like, I love that song. Dude, that's a good song. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's only sadness when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And this house just ain't a home <laughs> i think it's something like that yeah uh, i don't know i'm butch no, i'm butchering it right you're now good man hey i appreciate you coming by dude yeah yeah we're gonna, we're gonna hopefully give me that link i'm gonna put I'm gonna, if i don't get that link i'll put up a different link at least just so they can find you on itunes yeah thank you so much yeah for sure and um appreciate that shit man you're my boy we'll do this more often obviously yeah so definitely th- thanks for saving my ass from me fucking up all these other sponsors too. <laughs> <laughs> no problem all right brother take care Oh,